0: Welcome to Talk Racing to me with Naomi, a special bonus edition. After driving from Kentucky all day yesterday with my partner in crime, Alejandro, I'm back in Washington, DC. And man of the moment, Eric Reed, trainer of this year's long shot Kentucky Derby winner, Rich Strike, joined me this morning in between his many media obligations whilst at the Barn at Mercury Equine Center in Lexington. He's had to overcome many a challenge throughout his lengthy career, and he joins me to share his story. Eric, you must be inundated with requests for a bit of your time.
1: Yeah, well, I'm glad to do it. I've got a TV crew here, but I told them, hang on a second. This lady's been waiting forever. So
0: I'm assuming you've been overwhelmed with local media attention, interviews, everything. Uh,
1: all day long. It's just not stopped. and I've tried to orchestrate it, keep everybody happy as I can. But, um, you know, I'm trying to keep up. My owner gets a little long-winded, so that's what's held us back.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, it's a special moment for for you and your entire team. It's only Mm -hmm. justified that you guys enjoy it a little bit as well.
1: That's right. We're enjoying every minute of it. We're not complaining, that's for sure.
0: All right, well, let's kind of reflect perhaps on these couple of days. It's been a multitude of days since that Kentucky Derby win, and you've had a chance to perhaps digest everything. How do you look back on it at present? You
1: know, I look back and I just I realize that uh, God is great, and miracles happen. And, and, and no matter how bad things get, you don't give up. And uh, you know, dreams do come true because this is a dream. It's it's uh, it's hard to believe it's reality sometimes.
0: I do believe. Watching the footage, you nearly. Passed out when your horse was about to cross the wire in front? Well, uh, <laughs>
1: I, I, I didn't pass out, but I, 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 was, I buckled. And then I have a bad back, and um, I was grabbing my dad. I said, oh, my God, Daddy, we won the Kentucky Derby. And my best friend was standing on my left, uh, Ken Tyson, and he was screaming, oh, my God. And uh, right before he got to the finish line, I twisted, and my back kind of went, and then I, I kind of just lost it. And I, I dropped down on my knees, and I rolled over, and I was looking at the sky thinking, Thank you, Lord. And then all my friends thought I was just, you know, celebrating. So they jump on me, and <laughs> it, it was uh, it was fun. I look back, and I mean, I'll remember it for the rest of my life.
0: I th- that is a moment that will stay with you forever. And and I do encourage you to, of course, relive it as often as you can. But perhaps let's also start with the week leading up to the Kentucky Derby. You were not aware that you were going to make the field. How did you prepare Rich Strike and kept the faith yourself?
1: Well, I thought the only thing worse than not getting in the derby would be to get a call the day before and say you're in and not be prepared. So I went up uh, with all the odds against us. I trained him just like he was the number one horse, not the number 21 horse. And uh, I wanted him prepared to win if I could get him there as the best I could do. And uh, if it didn't happen, I would go to plan B. Uh... But um you know, I just I, I, some people asked me what I was doing or why was I continuing on? Because, like I said, miracles happen. And at the last minute we got in and look what happened.
0: It would have been an absolute shame if you weren't ready at that point. Right. When you. Heard.
1: Oh, oh, it was, I, I, That would have been harder to live with than not getting in.
0: And how did you keep your your team and your staff kind of engaged as well and keeping that spirit up that perhaps you'd get the chance?
1: Well, I, I, you know, I, I kept letting them know that we, we we had three races in the Triple Crown. If we didn't make the Derby, we would uh, go to the Preakness or the Belmont, and I, I let them know that, um, you know, we got a long campaign with this horse. Yeah, you know, We all want to be here in the Derby and make that famous walk, and it's our hometown, and it's the greatest race in the world, but... Uh I promised, I told him, I said, I promise you guys, you win the Preakness of the Belmont, you're not going to worry so bad about not running the derby. So um, I kept them going.
0: And I mean, you clearly did so very well. When did you hear that you were actually going to make the field?
1: One minute before the deadline, I was told 15 minutes before the deadline that it didn't happen. They had taken my security guard away. Um, I called and texted all my friends and family and said, it Didn't happen, guys, you know, on, on under the next race. And uh, with one minute before, I had a call come in saying, Oh, don't do anything to that horse, it's going to get in. And um, I said, You got bad information. They've taken my security away and everything. And the person known me for a long time said, "Listen, you hard headed thing, you're getting in. Don't move." And uh, I got a call from the stewards right then. And when they told me I was in, I couldn't even get the air to say, "Oh God, yes, thank you." I, I couldn't breathe. I was. In- I mean, it was from utter disappointment to the greatest feeling in the world, other than winning the race uh, in in such a short period of time.
0: What a roller coaster ride of emotions you must have had in about half an hour.
1: Oh gosh, it's yeah, it's no roller coaster like that one.
0: <laughs> who was it that told you that you might actually get in before you got the call from the Stewarts?
1: My pony girl, who ponied Wayne Lucas's horses, um, she had heard that he was scratching. He had called her and told her that he didn't need her Derby day. He was scratching.
0: Wow, gosh, that well, she clearly had very good information. It was very kind of her to, to of course, straight away go to you and and be able to convey I guess the happy news and if we then fast forward I guess less than 24 hours right what was that morning like and and the walkover that you already alluded to that your team was looking forward to as well
1: uh the walkover meant everything to me because my guys you know we primarily run at the minor tracks and, and you know we run at the big tracks but not on a daily basis like most people we do race there quite a bit we've won big races at big tracks but our, our circuit is uh, the middle level tracks mainly, uh, except for when we run at Keelan and Churchill, naturally uh, in Kentucky. But uh, those guys watch all the the big farms and the people on TV every year. And you know, I wanted my crew to get to do that. And my dad, seventy six years old, got me in this business. Um, the one for that, I wouldn't even have been there to begin with. So I got him to go, and I, I didn't think he'd do the walk, but he did it. And um, my gosh, you know, that, that was my that's one of the greatest things that's happened to me was having my dad make that walk and then get to win the derby with him after all that he sacrificed in his life for me i mean my gosh
0: i can imagine him being incredibly proud of what you've achieved
1: first time i ever saw him break down and cry
0: wow i i couldn't be more couldn't be more pleased for you uh Talk us perhaps through the race itself, uh, when the gates broke, as well as that moment that Sonny was guiding Rich Strike from last to first in quick succession.
1: Well, that's typical for his style of racing. And um, Sonny got a great, great break and he worked his way to the inside and um, they went real fast in front of him. But the two horses I passed at the finish line, they weren't out there on the front end. They were sitting back just like we were. And... They made their run and we ran with them and if you watch the aerial view uh we were you know we, we definitely were the best horse and this horse um he ran everything that we expected the rider gave him the greatest ride in derby history arguably from a lot of people i spoke with agree to that and um <laughs> here we are
0: well the way Sonny was weaving through the field with rich strike I, when i i was there watching it it was kind of hard to see. I think the aerial view did it justice, but for you watching it, must have been tricky. Him.
1: All the way. It was. Um, we we had watched him. He'll, yeah, don't get too close. Thank you. Um, he he's a very smart rider. He's been on this horse and he knows the tendencies and he knows how brave he is. So he uh, he always thinks ahead. And Sonny chose every path, and every path he chose was golden. <sighs>
0: So tell me a little bit about your relationship with jockey Sonny Leon, because he was on rich strike for his last four starts leading up to the Derby.
1: Yeah, I chose Sonny. I've been riding him for two years, and I knew I knew how good he was. And, and now after Saturday, everybody else does too. That's why we rode him. Sonny's a confident rider. He gets along really good with the horse. And, uh, um, you know, we were so happy that he chose to stay with us, because I told him it's going to take three or four races to get him where we want him. And he has to take off a lot of other horses to go ride him and so forth. And he was willing to take the shot. He believed in me and I believed in him. And that's what happens.
0: Yeah, he was riding at, I think, Belterra Park uh, the day before and then had one ride at Churchill Downs in the Kentucky Derby and clearly made history, I think, second largest winning odds in Kentucky Derby history at 80 to one which is just incredible quickly going back to the heated pace that you mentioned did you expect the setup to be as strong
1: and we knew it would be strong i don't think anybody thought it would be that strong so um, it was set up for a fast early pace but the best horses were stalkers so it looked like it was setting up better for them they didn't have to pass 17 horses like we did
0: (sighs) he said he did that very it was a career best effort i think he got 101 buyer which is a huge jump up for a rich strike did you even expect him to jump up like that i'm assuming you were you know gearing up for a big run with him uh,
1: we knew he was ready to break triple digit buyers and uh, we knew he was going to run well but we you know it's hard for anybody to understand that they hadn't watched his races and probably hadn't seen what we saw at the end of the races which is he even though he was finishing third and fourth he would run by those horses in the turn after the race he thought he won them all I knew the extra distance was going to be the the difference.
0: Yeah, I was actually reading back that time from U.S. had him as the fastest closing pace horse in the entire field. I guess hindsight's that's twenty correct. twenty. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's correct. And they told us that we were a one ten, and I believe uh, Zandon was a one oh nine, and um, Richie uh, Richie showed him what he what he was made of.
0: He he certainly did. And Rich Strike is the first ever claimed horse to win the Kentucky Derby. Credible 30 grand claim. Calumet farm bred after a 14 and a half length beat on the turf at Ellis Park. You then went in for him when he moved Watch to the door. Th- How, what did better you get see? Up. Yeah, you better
1: jump up. I'm sorry, go ahead, I'm sorry.
0: No, you're all good. I'm assuming you're at the barn right now.
1: I am, we're grazing him and he's got a photographer photographing him and uh, um, he's, he's enjoying himself, but he's getting a little rambunctious.
0: Uh, he, he does have a bit of a strong character, doesn't he?
1: He's a very kind horse, except when he's in race mode and when he's in race mode, he's tough.
0: I also wanted to quickly ask for your opinion on perhaps what happened with the outrider Greg Blasey, where he did get a bit tough after the race. Uh, did you get a chance to look at the imagery or what what were your thoughts on it? he
1: uh, he he did his job this horse um this outrider he uh, he he was supposed to pick this horse up after he wins this horse had never had that happen to him he passed every horse in the race he was galloping out by himself all at once another horse comes up next to him and he thinks he's supposed to outrun that horse so he wanted to take back off and when the guy grabbed a hold of him it made him mad and you know he went after the horse he ended up getting a ride or two but he's never done that before he was good coming back he took getting the roses put on him great um you know I just think he was like a prize fighter, and he was in the field of battle. And, you know, when that pony came up, he was still looking to knock somebody out. He didn't, he didn't realize it was still over. So never done it before, and he wrote, went back with a pony to get the roses just fine after he got his composure back. So that's I, I, a one-time thing, and that rider did nothing wrong. He was making sure that my horse didn't drop the rider
0: mm-hmm. by
1: trying to climb on top of him and get loose, and then something worse happened. I'm 100% behind the outrider.
0: Normally speaking, Rich Strike, you say, is, is a bit more of a kind horse. Just when he races, he gets a bit worked up.
1: No, he never does. Um, he did at Fairgrounds because he didn't get to train for two or three days. But he's always been kind. He's always been cool in the paddock. He's been great in the post parade. Uh, that's the first time we've ever had an like that with him. But the more he races, the more serious he gets. So
0: It was certainly very tough on the day. Rich Strike is the first ever claimed horse to win the Kentucky Derby, incredible $30,000 claim. He's bred by Calumet Farm. Of course, Calumet Farm, leading breeder of Kentucky Derby winners, now 10 after Saturday. What is it that made you go in for him after his debut race on the turf? He got beaten by 14 and a half lengths.
1: Well, he had had fantastic works before that race uh, on the dirt. And they ran him on the turf, I believe, trying to get the distance more than wanting to run him on the turf, and he flailed. So we gambled that I was correct, and he was better on the dirt. And if he was, he was going to be a great claim. If he wasn't, he was not going to be a good claim. But they bet him down in the in the race to four or five to one. They had him in a maintenance special weight to start with, so they obviously liked him. Mm-hmm. And it, it looked legit. You know, to me, it looked logical on paper that he was better on the dirt. And all we were doing was hoping uh, to get a really good claim, and boy, did we ever.
0: Wow I mean he won that race by 17 and a quarter length Uh, when you got him in the barn and you kind of started working with him what kind of impression did you get of him?
1: Well he had a lot of class to him but he was green and inexperienced he's a big kid um he didn't have the killer instinct. That's what we had to teach him all winter. And that's why we chose the path we chose. We wanted him to learn without being so overmatched that he'd get discouraged. And each race, I could tell he gained weight. He got better. He got more aggressive in his work. So we knew we were doing the right thing. It was just where we well, were going to be able to get the points. And thank goodness we did. Well,
0: luckily, you were able to get in in the final hour. And getting back to Saturday quickly as well, how did you all celebrate afterwards?
1: Um, you know, we, we, I didn't have time to. I had to do all the ceremonies. By the time I got back to barn, it was 10 o'clock. He had already been fed. I spent some time with him, watching him. And then oh. I went home, uh, couldn't sleep, got up, went to Churchill the next day, loaded him back, brought him with mercury. And um, tomorrow we go back to the track.
0: Well, I was going to ask, uh, what would be the plan moving forward? Of course, Preakness comes to mind, right?
1: Yeah, we're going to attempt it. We'll know in a few days after he's been on the track if we want to do that with him. The Belmont's always been our goal after the Derby because we didn't really believe we'd win the Derby. Um, but now that we want it, we got to really stop and consider the Freakness and go that direction.
0: Absolutely. I mean, it would be an absolute pleasure to have you with us uh, in Baltimore. And I know that you're at the barn right now and, and lots of interviews, but the community support must have also been overwhelming. How many friends, family and, and acquaintances reached out to you afterwards?
1: Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a whirlwind. It's been a whirlwind. I can't keep up with the calls and texts, but I'm going to get to everybody that's called and text.
0: Yeah, I mean, absolutely incredible moment. Before I let you go, I do want to reflect on, on something that you brought up yourself as well um, during the press conference. Would you mind briefly sharing the story of how in 2016, of course, an incredibly tragic bonfire, uh, you lost, I do believe it was 23 horses. How did you manage to pick yourself and your team up to carry on and now arrive here.
1: Well, I want you know I was I thought I was done be a couple of days afterwards I, I I was I was done. And love poured in from trainers and friends and owners and people I went to school with and people from other countries and I mean states not countries but you know the the overwhelming show of love and support um, and everybody said the same thing, don't let this take you out. You've come too far. And I sat down, I had a heart-to-heart with my dad and my wife, and I decided that I would, I would try to fight back if my heart was in it. If my heart wasn't going to be in it, I didn't want to. And um, thank God I did.
0: And you mentioned also that there were uh, two team members that played a huge role in the rebuilding of your, your enterprise and that are unfortunately not with you anymore, but that this win was in honor of them.
1: Oh my gosh. Uh, James Wellman and Hollywood had been with me for 25 years. Both were my assistants. Um, Went to school with James. Grew up with James. Um, Hollywood, like I said, 25 years. And they were in my pocket, their pictures. They celebrated with me. Even though though they wasn't here in person, they were here with me.
0: I'm so glad for you that you in a way, still got to share that with them. And this victory is, of of course, attributed to you and, and your hardworking team and everyone that has guided you all throughout the way. At that point in time, would you ever, in your wildest dream, have pictured yourself arriving here?
1: No, I never did. I was just hoping to get back to somewhat normal life. And um, this has given us the thrill of a lifetime. And um, I, ho- I hope this, this ride lasts a long time.
0: I well, very much hope so for you as well, Eric. Uh, thank you so much. And I think you should probably get back uh, to Rich Strike. I know that you're uh, standing by. Is he still grazing?
1: He is. I'm getting ready to get a hold of him here in just a second.
0: <laughs> Eric, thank you so much for your time. And and like I highlighted before, it'd be my absolute pleasure to have you with us uh, at Pimlico uh, in Baltimore for the Preakness.
1: I plan on being there as long as, as Richie says so. I'm I'm ready right now.
0: <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed.
1: Yes, we are. We're coming.
0: Thank you so much, Eric. Bless you. Quite the pleasure to get a chance to speak with Eric, and I couldn't be more grateful. Clearly, one could hear the desire to go to the Preakness is very much apparent, so hopefully I'll be able to report the news of uh, him traveling to Pimlico soon enough. That is, of course, Rich Strike and his trainer, Eric Reed, jockey, Sonny Leon, and owner, Richard Dawson. Another news the Fountain of Youth winner Simplification is shipping from Churchill Downs today. That's Monday at 6 p.m. for a, an approximate 4 a.m. Pimlico ETA. Now he ran a gallon fourth in the Kentucky Derby for trainer Antonio Sano, going wide on the home turn, closing towards the center of the track with Jose Ortiz in the saddle. The next week or two are clearly going to be exciting and busy. You'll be able to find me in the Baltimore area, do let me know if you'll be attending this year's Preakness.